Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. everybody. Hope uh, your week was as wonderful as ours in this cold, cold region of northeastern Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Lion Room Show. And uh, Lynn, how was your week? My week was pretty much indoors. I didn't yeah, leave no. the house. And I just realized that for someone who has asthma, that is not a good thing to be outside in this kind of weather. So mm-hmm. I pretty much stayed home and worked from home, and I'm amazed at how much work I got done. <laughs> All good. All good. So um, it's we're t- recording this on Thursday, and it's still well below. Well, sorry, it's not well below. It's well below zero with the wind chill, but it's above temperature. It's about six or seven degrees where I am. And it's absolutely a beautiful day. It is crystal clear. The sky is gorgeous. And if you want to step out, it would be nice. But it's not. It's a rude surprise when you open the door. Yeah, I went out last night. I was home Wednesday, working from home. And I went out Wednesday night with Meyer just to go. He had to pick something up as you. we talked to you. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, it, it, his car was heated because he has an automatic starter, so um, it, it didn't seem as awful to me because I wasn't out in it. I just got in from my car to the, from my house to the car and then back the same way. But um, yeah. it was whipping yesterday. That wind and the snow was whipping around, and you you could hear the howling. It was it was nasty. So it was. Um, happy to not have to be and i mean god bless every single person out there and thank you all of you who do this work outside whether it's the mail or the ups or you know fedex or truck drivers getting this to that to it it, it, everybody emergency um you know first responders and things that happen in homes and all those utilities it's awful and um god bless them they're doing it so hats off to all of you because it's not easy. yeah i'm thinking today is where where i live is uh garbage day i can't imagine these men who are out in this weather for that period of time Mm -hmm. i just don't even know how they do it but uh, maybe they won't. They hasn't been picked up yet, but whatever. And another, anyway. and, and that 
always, you know, gives me another reason to give a big shout out to my DPW workers uh, at Dunmore who are incredible people led by Ditch Judge who just do an incredible job every day, all the time, but in this weather, most importantly. And also um, a big shout out to Denny Gallagher and his crew at Scranton DPW because they um, are always helping and doing and getting the job done. And they, you know, everybody's always first to complain, oh, this, but, you know, it, there's only so many people and so many times and so many roads in these districts, cities, boroughs. It's, you, you gotta, you have to be a little patient, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I, so. I agree with you. I mm -hmm. think it's, um, it makes me angry when people start, well, We've heard those nonsense things they do on, what is it, WNEP-TV talk oh, back. God. And you listen to these people just complain and complain about such insignificant things, really. <laughs> but, you know, uh, when I, I mean, I, if I that's what their lives are, okay. You what? I sit there and laugh at them. They're so well, ridiculous. I do too. It's I just, too. I mean, some of them are, are, are wonderful and complimentary and nice. And I'm not saying everything you have to do you know it has it can't be constructive or it can't be but it's the way in which you say something and how you say it that makes a difference in your approach to having something corrected that's the difference so um but it, this this is not easy for anybody in this weather so no that's off to all so, do so we have any uh, events to talk about well no because um I am going. I am t going to see my son, my son on um, Saturday when you're listening. I'm going up to Yale for the night to have dinner because Sean's birthday was a couple, well, almost two weeks ago, and mine is Monday. So we are having, and my sister's is the following Monday. So we're having a little family dinner at this great Italian restaurant in um, New Haven, and we're so we're on our way up there. And tomorrow, or when you listen to us, we'll have gone. Lynn, you and I will be going over to Posh to see um, Kasha, Mrs. Kasha Davis perform for the Ballet mm -hmm. Theater of Scranton, uh, which will be a nice, a nice um, night. I've seen her many times. She's very entertaining, very talented. Um, she, um, Ed Popel, who she is when she's not on stage, um, Ed is a... T a, a the Riverside High School grad, he went to Ballet Theater of Scranton and is fundraising for them. So mm -hmm. we're very excited to go and see what happens. He's terrific. And then Sunday, Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl at the lake. We'll be there. That's it. Our annual go event. Hmm? Yeah. So it's going to um it's going to be fun and I'm looking forward to the fact that it'll be much warmer than it is as we are recording this today and that's good so um it would be it's fun to just warm some trend. time up there yeah maybe we well, might even we light a fire well, you know, it's always so comfortable there because, again, those chairs and everything are great. And I, I just love to be up there, especially at this time of the the um, year. I look forward to it. We have a good time. And mm -hmm. it's going to be warmer. Yay! So yeah. we're happy about yeah. that. 
Are we and all the game will be the game. What? I assume we're all rooting for the same team. Absolutely positively. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. I was just, that's the other thing, too. I'm reading all this stuff about the NFL and lawsuits filed by people at, at, um, in the New Orleans because of that call that the refs didn't make. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's and then they're talking about some four of the referees. And, of course, they said, don't quote us here. But, like, in, the, in these, uh, you know, these um, editorials I'm reading, it says it's four of the or three or four that the refs of that team were from Southern California. And now they're so now what are they saying that old West Side line they pay the rent refs? I mean, is that what they mean? They purposely <laughs> see it because they wanted the L.A. Rams to win. I don't I don't yeah, know about that. That's a little much. That's a lot. So. I mean, I wanted the Eagles to win, but I'm not blaming people. You know, you have to take yeah. and I understand the call is the call, but that's the nature of the beast that happens in every game. Mm hmm. You know, like you can have a healthy discussion about it, but not, you know, get nuts. I mean, it's just what happens. It's a game. So Yes, it's a game. That's what I'm looking forward to, as I always do, and I know these, this is, but I love the commercials. (laughs) I'm all Mm -hmm. about the advertising. I love it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to say, see in its entirety because I have not seen the whole thing. But Sarah Jessica Parker's commercial with uh, for Stella Artois, along with Jeff Bridges, who brings back the dude from The Big Lebowski, and Sarah is <laughs> Carrie from Sex and the City, uh, and they mm-hmm. usually drink a white Russian and a cosmopolitan, and they're different. They they take the Stella. I think it's great. I think that was a great, great um, commercial. So I, I haven't purposely haven't watched all of it because I want to see it when I see the full commercial. So oh, did you see the other one about Michael Bublé doing yes, with the, the bubbly, bubbly? My favorite. I, I didn't know. see it. I I read that he's doing it, and I saw him on the ground in front of a a cooler, but I I didn't see the whole thing that of that either because of course. I like that. You know, that's my favorite. Yes. So um, I I think that's the point is that everybody is going to be watching all the commercials as well as the game. So that could lead to some very full bladders. (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) If nobody wants to miss it. Oh, man. No, that'll be fun. I think so. Yeah. So, so uh, what else is going to be the weekend? And then I don't know what I'm doing on Monday yet. I have not um, made a. I have a full weekend, so I'm not sure what's happening on Monday. We'll see. What's Monday? Then, my birthday. Oh, I know, but I mean, was there something that was planned for your birthday? No, that's what I said. I don't have really have a plan on the actual night oh, because there's okay. so much stuff. I'm sure we'll do something, but there's just, you know, so many things ahead of time that it's we weren't even, I wasn't thinking about. So, I mean, I'm always thinking about my birthday, but you know what I mean. I yes, I do. <laughs> I'm not one of those people who shy away from birthdays. Oh, I know. I no, just had a friend sure. who told me that her husband is one of the most appreciative people 
uh, around his birthday that she has ever known. He absolutely loves to celebrate his birthday and loves to have all kinds of fuss made about it with all kinds of cakes and parties and stuff like that. And I said, that's wonderful because, frankly, it's better to do that than to sit there with somebody and celebrate them in a memorial service. That's right. So that's what I always say. Live it up and and be grateful for it. You know, this is... um, why should you shy away from it? It's another year you're here, so be grateful for that. It's, it's always a yep. good thing. We always grew up, though, in our family with making a big fuss um, mm-hmm. on everybody's birthday. And I, I think that when you grow up that way, you kind of want to continue the um, that same type of behavior. If there's no, what the heck, it, it's special. It's your special day. So well, is this guy's birthday? When is this dude's birthday that you're talking about? Um, it was yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, so he's an Aquarius. So there you go, right there. That tells you. That likes it. to be center of attention. So that's not a, you know, that's sort of what happens. But yeah, what the well, then? And you know that your favorite uh, paper boy's birthday is coming up too. Yeah, his is right after mine, right? The sixth. Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. his is Ronald. He and Ronnie Reagan. Mm-hmm. Six. There you go. Yeah, well, it's all good. How old is, is my favorite paper girl boy going to be? Um, he will be 62. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or oh, three. Bastard. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing track. That's not good. But, yeah, he's and he's a grandfather now. I know. So it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, he's too, he, he still reminds me of the young paper boy, so I'll keep that I'd image. like to hear that. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now back to Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I'm the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of uh, baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I have two things I thought would be fun to talk about here about baby boomer women and retirement. And it's interesting that we talk about, I think the last time we brought this up, we talked about the fact that you you were in love with the idea of people in general getting into these smaller living communities where everybody has their own little villa, but it's around a central pod or something so you have neighbors and you have little patches where you can have a flower bed and it feels like you're in a neighborhood and you know I was thinking about that in relation to this article but I was thinking about our neighborhood where we grew up and I know that other than the fact that there was a driveway on the left side of the house we lived in, which was as wide as it could be and not 
impinge upon the neighbor's um, walls, I guess. So that must have been about five feet, maybe the width of the driveway. And on the other side, it couldn't have been more than three to four feet before the next house was there. And that's the entire neighborhood was built that way. So everybody was on top of one another and it didn't take too much to go outside the front porch or the back porch and all your neighbors were either out or you could see them, you could see what was going on in their homes. It's just the way that we grew up in that kind of proximity to your neighbor. And yet you still had your own backyard, you had a place to park your car, you had maybe a garage in the back, and most all of us, especially in West Granton, I, I know that's for sure, for sure it was over in uh, um, a central city and in the West East Mountain, I guess it was, we all had, uh, we used to call them alleys, yep. that separated the streets. So there was always a way to get back into your house to a garage through a back way. And even though that's not something that happens anymore when they design living spaces, this idea I thought was really very interesting that the city of Nashville, and which is, as we all know, uh, an incredible uh, place for new and interesting ideas. It grows so fast, they can't really even keep up with the growth of the city. So one of the things they decided to do was to create something that they called, um, what do they call it, a, a home share program. Now, remember that I talked about Silver Nest, that program mm -hmm. that a woman had designed yeah. in Denver. This is a little bit different in that these are people who actually go into a home knowing that they're all going in at the same time. They're buying the houses together. So they're not renting space. They're actually buying them. And they said that they see that there should be a real surge with the boomers entering retire, retirement age now. They're the ones who didn't take no for an answer. Home sharing just makes sense. But what they're saying is this communal living is a growing trend for baby boomer women, more so than men. And what they discovered is that these women, they said, we're more worldly, stronger, financially savvy, and healthier than our ancestors through no fault of their own, and we know what we want. Increasingly, what they want is to actively age with the camaraderie, laughter, understanding and support of other women who share their ideas of health, healthy lifestyles, good food from their own gardens, green living, and myriad activities on a moment's notice. In 2010, close to 500,000 baby boomer women lived with at least one unrelated female. The growing number of U.S. home share programs, which help connect people interested in sharing a house, say their numbers have been rising steadily since the economy belly flopped. So we're talking 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in there. The concept is really trending on the East and West Coast and is very big in Europe. Their numbers, this 
of home share program are up 15 percent since 2007 and about 75 percent of the applicants are female mm -hmm. it's amazing and they say women typically live longer than men and men are more likely to remarry quickly after a divorce or the death of a spouse and fundamentally i think it's as much about special bonds women share we form these wonderful supportive tell the truth friendships which survive the demands of husbands children and careers whether living alone or with a spouse or partner women cling to their friendships when a woman considers living alone as she ages it's a natural progression to seek the company of her best friends do you see that happening yeah well i can see i don't see it happening but i hope it i can see it happening and i see that it is it's art imitating life or life imitating art with the golden girls because That's think exactly, of what yeah. they did they were yep. four ladies two of whom were mother and daughter but the other two ladies were the best friends of the daughter living mm -hmm. in now i know it's again art but nonetheless the concept was there they sat they discussed things they each had their own independent lives their own rooms they all had similar ways but yet they were different and they loved each other and cared about each other and fought and did all the things that you would do living under one roof but the difference was was that they were female and they all had similar ways and interest and they were yet different and they all made it work and I we used to say what when I watched that show and was where I was working at the third national bank and and still some of my best friends that I met that day we all used to say we're going to live when we get older we're going to live together and I'm this one and you're Rose and you're Blanche and you're you're Sophia and you're Dorothy <laughs> and we're going to do that and yeah. we talked about that all the time and I told you that one of my friends lived in my house with me for uh, tw in two different times, um, two different years, for at least a year. And I used to say to myself all the time, there's no one in the world that I could live with except for my friend so-and-so because she, was, she knew exactly what I, you know, how my, what I was like and what made me happy and, and, you know, how neat I wanted my house. And, and it was very easy to live with her. And I thought to myself, you know, that, you know, my kids were still home at the time too. Well, one, two of them at first, and then one of them when happened, you know, later. And I, I'm telling you, it was, it was a great experience because that I sort of, I lived that myself and thought, you know, this is kind of nice. And you understand that you keep, you come and you go and you still have the morning or the night to talk and, and, um, you know, catch up and do for each other. And it was very, very healthy. And, um, and I loved it. I, I had mm -hmm. no issue with it. So I totally agree with that totally well this uh Do you yes absolutely i think it makes a lot of sense and i think that um the idea i, I think especially now you haven't had this experience but i have when i went away to college and i lived in a dormitory and you're forced to have a roommate that's part of the mm -hmm. package you learn how to live with somebody else that isn't your sister yes you know or somebody that you can get mad at and you know yes we had our differences but we always found a way to work them out well and, and that, that, that 
Well, I would tell you, Lynn, that would drive me nuts. I could, you know, when I went to nursing school, I did live away for seven months in a dorm, but we did not have to share a room. We all had our own rooms with a sink and a medicine cabinet, old-fashioned medicine yeah. cabinet above it, and we all had common bathrooms. But we, we, I did not ever have to share a like a small quarters with someone. That I would lose my mind at that age. But older. <laughs> I would, I just, in a bigger living space, I would have no problem. Mm-mm, I yeah. love it. Love yeah, it. But that, so that's the point is that you, I think that women, and especially as you said, as you age, when you get older, there are other things that really support the idea of living in a community like that. And, and the one thing for sure is that if there's health and safety, there's care in times of an accident or a medical emergency. And the big one, I think, is saving money. A concern for many women who find themselves single or widowed after long marriages. And then she mm-hmm. said also, the woman who wrote this, that boomers are renowned for demanding more than creature comforts from life. We want to be happy. We're healthy, active, and we want to enjoy ourselves as we age. We want to travel, go to a movie with a neighbor or a housemate, cook a meal, share a garden, and feel that we are contributing our, to our communities. So this was, I think, interesting. <clears throat> what started with Rosie the Riveter has brought us to this, said this woman who wrote this. We're strong women, and we can choose to live the way we want as we get older. Very often, that will mean with other women in close-knit communities. And I think that today, there is, so in so many different ways, more tolerance for women living together without feeling like they have to justify the fact that they may not be um, in a same-sex relationship, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it's just, that's just how it is, and nobody really cares. But I love the fact that that there's a city that's looking at creating those communities so that uh, women can get together and and do these kinds of things. And maybe they have the the transportation or the arrangements. There's somebody on staff who puts together a package deal to go for day vacations or something but there's there's a recognition that the women want to live together for all the right reasons but they also like their separate lives and let's support that and give them something to do i love it so i just wonder how long it will take before we get one in scranton <laughs> yeah maybe maybe well after i'm gone but anyway i thought that was a great concept and i really like the idea I do, too. I think it's wonderful. And, and I, I wanted to think- tell you that the, the subtitle of this is called Communal Living is a Growing Trend for Baby Boomer Women. And, and the subtitle is, some say the 60s hippies are going back to the commune. Other call the growing number of female baby boomers rooming together the golden girls phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> You're right on. See? <laughs> See? That's so funny. It's the truth, though. It is true. I love it. And I think it's a good idea. I love it. Well, you know, Lynn, I lived in a sitcom at my house. It was called All in the Family because I lived with the true Archie Bunker, (laughs) Jim (laughs) Ken. Well, I I, I can get that. That's why it was very easy to me to assume my life in a sitcom. So, but anyway, yeah, (laughs) that's great. I love it. I love it. 
Okay. So we'll okay, be right so back with our guest expert, uh, Leah Genicopoulos, who is the Business Development Director for ERA One Real Estate. And we'll be right back. And happy birthday, Randy Williams. Okay. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of the company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. That's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and a bunch of other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our guest expert today is Ms. Leah Genacopoulos, who is the business development director for ERA One Source Realty. ERA Realty has One Source Realty, I should say, has about 100 agents in 10 counties and seven offices. Is it, Leah? That is Six? correct. Okay, yep. here Yay. we go. So or as I like to say, when Nish and Sunita are on 10,000 agents and 10,000 <laughs> counties and even more and more and more and more. So anyway, well, it Leo sometimes feels like, like that. I know, and I can imagine. I can imagine. So what are we talking about today? Well, I actually have, I was at a conference on Tuesday before the blizzard, non-blizzard of 2019 started <laughs> in Harrisburg. And it was um, the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors, our winter meeting business started for 2019. And it was about, a, you know, a lot of different legislatures that's going on and the trends and what they're seeing for 2019. But one of the most interesting facts they took away, which is kind of like, you know, power of the female, that more single female are buying houses on their own than families to the yay i know so i thought that was pretty impressive Uh it is impressive it's about time women stepped up and said i can do this myself i love it do you find that when you go ahead go ahead then i'll ask no just saying that the statistics were pretty even with people a family of buying their first home um is even with a female single female buying their first home and How much do you know about that, though, Aaliyah? Do you know if they're uh, single women who are divorced, single women who've never ask. been married or widowed? It didn't break it down to if they were married, single, or divorced. But, in, I mean, obviously, you know, some people get married young and they get divorced. But a lot was, um, you know, people freshly out of their master's degree or college that have taken on their first job and they were sick of paying rent. Um, okay. That's what the topic was about, is about how much, and, it, you know, we did touch on this the last time we were all together, the, mm-hmm. the amount of rent you're paying. So they broke it down that um, what if you're paying $1,100 a month, and I, I can't be 100% correct, so don't quote me because I'm just going off of what I remember, you're paying less of that in interest. You, you'll pay less in interest if you get a mortgage, if you're paying $1,100 a month in rent. Mm-hmm. And they broke it down in a way that it made more sense, obviously, with their their graph and their pie chart and everything. But it was pretty interesting. And, you know, they were just saying, too, like, don't hold back on wondering if your 
able to get a mortgage because I think that's a lot of people are afraid to get a mortgage because they're afraid of that hard inquiry that's going to go against them. And I've heard that so many times too. Well, I'm not ready and I don't want my, my, the lender to hit my inquiry. Well, that's not necessarily true. There can be a soft inquiry that they do first before they hit your credit to see if, you know, you're on the right road. Are you following what you should be doing? Are you able to, you know, obtain a mortgage in the next three months, six months, a year, five years, whatever it may be. But you don't necessarily have to always be afraid of that hard hit that's coming against you. You know, I don't think too many people know that. And that's a really important point. Yeah, we talked about that once before. I forget where, who it was with. That that is, and I think it was on something you read on some one of the articles. That um, yeah. depending on what it is you're looking for, it's not going to go against your credit because people because of the way it's done. And I'm I can't remember exactly who it was and how it was, but yeah. So that that's makes good sense. What I was going to ask Leah is when you in your what what you see out there the people you're dealing with specifically do you see a lot of single women regardless of age now at least looking and more interested in buying on their own or do you not see that trend yet in this neck of the woods um you know i actually the last so my last three house sales that i just got for the beginning of that started house hunting for 2019 two are female one is single with her child and the other is single fresh out of like just accepting like a really big job and is 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 actually you know she's like i'm home with my parents but i'm home because i don't want to spend money on rent and she's like i'd rather have a nice chunk of a down payment and i'd rather find something that i can you know live in for the next five to seven years and then like we touched on before she said I, I'm even, like, not opposed to ever having to sell. She's like, when I meet the man of my dreams, and I kind of laughed at that, but I'm thinking you don't really need a man of your dreams if you're able to buy your own house. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I love it. That's great. It's okay. you know, and then I did have another family, so which was nice, and, and that was a really nice one because these people really worked their way up, which is great, and um, they've just bought their first home for their entire family, which was really nice. Good. Yeah, but I think we also need to stress, too, that we it's okay to have that dream of wanting to be married and do what you want to do. The good part of it now is it doesn't have to happen in the order of marriage than a house. Now, women are more likely and have more desire to own something themselves and absolutely. then get married, which is, which is a good way to look at it. Right, Lynn? Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Mm-hmm. Because that's a that's a good way to to do things. Um, yeah, especially what happened. Go ahead. Especially, Laurie, in what you were saying. Especially when we look at our parents and how they did it. A woman wasn't supposed to leave home until she was married. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way it worked. You went from your home to your first place with your spouse, even if it was an apartment, whatever it was. But you didn't leave the house and i honestly can tell you that there's a woman i know who is now in her 40s whose mother and father were livid that she actually went out and bought a house built a house built a house herself and is not married they they have never (laughs) forgiven her for doing that now come on come on 
man. Well, anyway, I'm glad to see that you're doing that. You're working with women who are new to the workforce and saying, I don't need to live with my parents, and I'm going to do this house thing by myself. It's great. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's great. Leah, how are Scranton sales going these days? You know, not bad. I, I Just because I don't think there's been any huge tax hike or anything of substance that they anyone's been able to see everything. I mean, <clears throat> you can get a pretty good deal now on some houses in Scranton, but I did just get a great new listing in Scranton and you know, I it's the taxes are the same if you were buying in Dunmore or Taylor or something. They're not astronomical. It's just you know, it's listen, I live in Scranton, so I, I love it, you know, I'm born and raised so but, you know, I think they're they're not as booming as the other cities around us but they're not it's not dead either which is good yeah and leah just to give a little shameless plug which side is scranton were you, were you born and raised in <laughs> i'm very proud of it west scranton there we go all three of us all three of us <laughs> <laughs> Bye. sorry everybody but that's how it works but i think um it's important because i have been hearing recently that this one like from some of my realtor friends who were telling me that this sold and that sold in Scranton and this one and I thought wow that seemed all of a sudden it just seemed like there was more there were more people buying in Scranton which often you know I I like to see that so I I think that's good because there's always the talk of the taxes and and you know everything else that goes along with it and there's such such really neat sections within the city that it's kind of good to know that um people are still doing that as much as and and getting more, more interested in doing it younger people too which is good absolutely to yeah absolutely i think you know once that stigmatism kind of dropped off that like <gasps> the taxes and this you know we kind of saw that everyone kind of jumped back on the scranton bandwagon and weren't wasn't so afraid to start looking back in scranton you know but mm -hmm. you can't help what you can't help and you know if it's something you can afford and it's in good shape now you know don't don't look past it and then, Leah, one more thing, because you're of that age group. What? How about, you know, all this big press now and push for the downtown living and the, and people who are, you know, renting and getting into these apartments um, that so many people are, you know, taking such good care of these old buildings and getting people into it. Do you see, what's the trend, li like listening to your friends that might live in downtown, do they, do they ever say to you or just in general, not just because you're a realtor, but just in general, like, hey, my plan is to stay here for two years and then I want to get a house or do they not even talk about the next move once they're settled into the downtown living well i was actually one of those people i was settled on downtown living because i liked it and i wasn't really ready to move to you know more of a home with the yard and all that but i got lucky and had one of those condos that i was able to purchase which i can eventually oh, rent yeah. out and have as an investment but some of them are kind of like fixated on being downtown but I actually just got a client that was one of my neighbors at the time in the condo building who reached out and said, hey, we're looking to still stay downtown, but we're looking to buy. Can you help us out? So, Oh, good. Yeah. So it all depends on what people want and what they're looking for, too. Mm -hmm. What's available to buy downtown? Well, there are two condos downtown still available yeah. in Scranton, right on Lackawanna Avenue in the Renaissance 500 building. They're beautiful. So, and that, 
they are great investment opportunities, which is kind of why I really did go with living in that building because if you do it right and plan it right, which thankfully with the help of, you know, great guidance from people in my life, as long as you mortgage it the right way, you're able to, you know, invest, have that as an investment, you know, eventually pay it off and, you know, you can rent that out because everyone's always going to be looking for something to rent out downtown. And let me tell you, I have a lot of great neighbors that um, most of them are doctors in my building and have taken jobs elsewhere, but didn't want to sell. And I had three units in my building come on for rent this summer and I rented them out the minute I put them on the market that day. So there's still a huge demand for downtown living, whether it's rentals or, you know, a condo. But the, if there is an opportunity to purchase downtown and you can live in it for a few years, I think that's a great opportunity that someone should take advantage of. Yeah. Well, all of those, those where you're talking about, Leah, those buildings are beautiful. They, they, those um, condos are great. I love, mm-hmm. love them. They are, you don't even know where the heck you are in that. And, and yeah. it's just such a neat place. You, you, you think you're, the way they look inside, you think you're in New York. They're absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. So they're amazing. And you're right that if you buy that, uh, that kind of thing first, you don't have to just, if you're fortunate enough, you can still get something that's a single family somewhere else and, and rent it and have an investment at the same time. So that's, that's true. People are always looking for that. Even people like doctors who maybe are here for a, a shorter period of time and then have to, you know, take a job elsewhere. So that that's true. Then they want something nice and, you know, it's a good place. So that's a good opportunity. So, really Leah... How can anyone get in touch with you if they need to? If they need to get in touch with me, I could easily be reached at my cell phone, which is 570-947-9250, or our home office, which is our Clark Summit office, where I'm primarily out of, 570-587-9999, or, of course, our ERA1.com website. We're always available, and there's a contact page where you can see a list of agents, whether it's me or whoever you may be looking for. You're able to get in touch with everyone there. Perfect. Well, thank you for the information. That was a good one. Lynn, have a good Mm -hmm. weekend, and um, Mm -hmm. go Los Angeles Rams, what we like to say. (laughs) I love it. Go sports. Have a great weekend, ladies. We'll see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.